Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. <laughs> that is me. It is. How are you doing today? Just lovely. Ready to talk about special. Special. Yeah, so for today's <laughs> recording, we will be discussing season two of the Netflix original series special. And we did discuss season one at some point last year. So if you missed that, go and find it and listen to that first, preferably. Yes. <laughs> or keep listening to this one if you don't really care and you just like to hear us ramble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, things kind of take their own direction anyway in season two. So it's like, eh. It's but I feel like if you haven't seen season one, you should watch it because that yeah. gives a foundation to everything that happens in season two. True, true. But yeah. So what what were your overall thoughts of season two? So I definitely rem remembered how much I liked certain characters like Kim. Yes. Um, yes. I felt like I, I felt like I really, really enjoyed season one from my, from if memory serves and season two, I liked, but I didn't feel like overjoyed or thrilled, <laughs> but it was, oh. um, it was good and it was funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. What about you? What did you think? Well, I remember really enjoying season one mm -hmm. as well. And I honestly thought that season two was funnier than season oh, really? one was. Like, I found myself laughing out loud, I think, every single episode. Like, Fair. I was just constantly laughing. Um, and I, and I kind of thought from the beginning, cause I always look through the episode titles and like write them down in my notes first. Yeah. So like the fact that the last one ends, like ends or is called here's where the story ends. I kind of thought like, Oh, okay. They're probably not going to do a season three. They're probably just going to end with season two. So I kind of was watching the series then with like the expectation that they were going to try and tie up everybody happily uh, ever after by the end, which is pretty much what happens. Yeah, it is <laughs> for sure. I mean, but, um, I guess in that way, it was kind of, yeah, I guess I didn't really approach it that way because I didn't look at the titles. But yeah, um, I, mean, I always do that because then I have them in my notes ahead of time and it's easier. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Because sometimes too, I'll just like be so into watching the episodes that I miss a, like a transition between episodes. And then I'm like, wait, what episode are we on right now? <laughs> Where do these notes go? <laughs> Yeah. But, um, I mean, it was still very good. I guess, like, the thing for me is that there were some things that were just, like, a little too unrealistic that kind of, like, bring me out of it. Like, for example, Olivia, yeah. the boss at um, Egg Woke, which is, <laughs> who is just, like, completely absurd. And I know it's, like, a caricature of, like, that, abs that like, ridiculous boss of a sort of, like, creative vibe type yeah. environment but it's so over the top that it's just kind of ridiculous yeah her and like her wedding at the oh, end oh man it in the idea that like we're left to assume that the woman that she's marrying is doing it because she has brain damage from an accident that olivia <laughs> caused yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah definitely i wonder if like do we we never find out what um uh, I forget what the the woman's name was who got a six figure figure payout because she saw um oh. Olivia do something. Are we to assume that she saw her run or like hit this woman or <laughs> well, yeah, because I think that she starts mentioning how she's taken a new lover, Ray, 
around the same time that we find out that that like that that co- that worker got some sort of huge pr- you know, promotion or, or pay raise <laughs> she saw olivia do something so that's possible yeah i guess then again though like olivia does openly say like i hit her with my car and i was gonna leave and then i stayed and that's true. so everyone kind of knows now maybe it's something else obscene who knows no, that is also a possibility. I think Olivia would do just about anything. <laughs> yeah, she's just so ridiculous. I, I did appreciate at the very end when um, she is dancing with Ryan after he quits in his speech to her, which is yeah. just another level of crazy. Um, and she says something like, oh, she overhears him and Henry talking about like how they maybe they couldn't have been together because they're both bottoms. And she's yeah. like... Um, I forget what she says to him, something, and then she's like, oh, and also, I'm a top. Yeah. And he's like, wait. <laughs> this is your wedding. Yeah. With the other woman over there. <laughs> Bless but, um, you. <laughs> was um, that a no, oh. <laughs> But, um, uh, so, let's talk about uh, these relationships with our main character, Ryan. Yes, Okay. <laughs> Let's start with uh, Tanner. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, I have to say that like their meeting is also like I guess maybe it's just because it's something I can't imagine myself ever doing, but essentially in episode 1, Ryan is like, "Okay, tonight's the night. I'm going to meet someone and I don't care." And so yeah. he goes and like the first person he meets <laughs> is Tanner and then they start this torrid affair (laughs) it walks into the bar talks to one guy for about two seconds and he walks away and then instantly starts talking to tanner who's just like all ready to take him back home yeah it's just so quick so fast fast. and then we come to find out that tanner is in a relationship but you know, it's okay. It's okay because he's allowed to sleep with people when his partner Richard's out of town. Right. Which to me is like red flags all <laughs> over the place for Ryan. <laughs> I would, yeah, especially for Ryan. Cause I feel like he's definitely looking for something a little more stable, but also, right. I mean, I have a hard time imagining a situation where that would ever actually work out. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess, I guess, especially, I guess if you're only ever doing one night stands, then maybe it could work out. But clearly, the the risk of doing that when your partner's out of town, whether or not they know or not, I suppose, is that, you know, what's to stop you from developing feelings for someone yeah. if you like click immediately, as you do with some people? And that That's, happens. That- that's like I, I have no problem with people who want to try doing open relationships it's your life go for it mm-hmm. but i feel like that is just always the problem and the way that they always end is with somebody getting hurt because you ultimately somebody ends up meeting someone like you say that you just click with and either the person that you met who wasn't part of the threesome or the the twosome to begin with gets hurt or somebody in the relationship does like open relationships just tend to always end poorly I know, <laughs> so some, somebody always gets hurt yeah i mean i i too like um from like a logical standpoint can understand why some people would be 
you know, looking for that type of relationship. But right. I, I too have a hard, I, I would like to see a successful long term <laughs> open relationship because I don't, I don't think it exists. No, especially like not in media, you you no. never see that working out. As soon as like, you know, Tanner says, oh, I have a boyfriend, but we're in an open relationship when he's out of town. I was like, oh, well, this is never going to work out, Ryan. Just walk away right now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fall for this guy. And I'm also like, <laughs> it, it was a little naive on Ryan's part too, to not realize that with that wording, if his partner was in town, they wouldn't be able to see each other. Right. So I thought to me it seemed very clear that that was the situation. But then Ryan is very like hurt because he tries to talk to him when Ryan or when Richard's around, and gets very like you know short answers and like basically don't talk to me. Right. Yeah. Which I yeah I, I think that was kind of naive of Ryan to not realize that. But he is kind of new to the dating market as well. So. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he does is allowed to have a little bit of naivety. Yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah, naivety. I think people say naivete if you want to naivete. be fancy. But um, I'm not a fancy person. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in the respect of uh, you know it, him being new to the dating scene and stuff, I did appreciate with Tanner that he was like very open and very communicative with everything Ryan needed. You know, so he was always willing to, like, talk things through rather than to let him feel very, like, weird about things. You know, for instance, when he's, like, trying to top and it's not working, instead of just, like, shunning him for that, he kind of, like, tries to understand what's going on, you know? Right. Which I thought was nice. There there were a lot of good things about Tanner that make you want it to work out with him, you know? But at the end of the day, he should have ended up with Henry. (laughs) yeah i mean true true henry was just beyond adorable and absolutely perfect for ryan yeah they're fun (laughs) and maybe he will end up with henry someday maybe i mean i think henry you know at the end of the series is or season is kind of like you know he realizes ryan's not in a state a place where he wants to be serious with anyone which is right. fair and until he gets his life on track, which is like, I feel like that's kind of one of the traps of life. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of times people say like, you know, mm. when it's good, when it's a good time or when life's on track, right. it's like, you can't really guarantee that your life will ever be on track, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, which I've come to realize. So there's never a good time for anything. You just right. kind of have to jump into it or don't. Yeah. That's yeah, I've, I've read quotes like that before like there there is no good time there's just time and it's good or bad depending on how you use it kind of thing yeah so but yeah (laughs) so who knows but but you know maybe ryan needs to just take a little bit of time to figure himself out for a while and there's nothing wrong with that not at all and then uh, now he's going to be working for kim as she's starting her own business well, I know. I wonder, yeah, hopefully that works out well for them. It seems like I okay. So let's talk about Kim. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love her. Ninety percent of the quotes that I wrote down were by her because everything out of her mouth is just like pure gold. Yeah. <laughs> um, but holy shit, she has such a bad spending problem. <laughs> oh my god, forty six thousand dollars in credit card debt. I <laughs> Yeah, and all on what seems to be 
like brand name impulse buys. He's buying, you know, the top of the line shoes and that are, you know, hundreds of dollars each or thousands. I don't know how much shoes go for. (laughs) A lot, I guess. Um, And it just makes me feel like so bad for her. (laughs) Yeah. And she does kind of contextualize it in that it's part of her like trying to fit into, you know, what people expect of, you know, where she's working and who she is yeah. and like trying to, you know, but I, I mean, I feel like th- retail therapy is unfortunately a large problem for many people. And I, yeah. I have a hard time believing that Kim's just going to suddenly be done <laughs> doing that. She says she cut up all of her credit cards, but I'm like, literally the only way we've seen you buy things is online where your number's been saved. Right. So you cutting up your credit cards did not solve that problem. (laughs) Not at all. But um, I guess at least, I think, I can't remember what he does for a living, but Ravi has some sort of money, I think. I think he mentioned something about he was in immigration law. Okay. Like when first met him i'm pretty sure that's what he said so he seems like he probably has a decent job so when when things go really well for them he can help her out yeah <laughs> i say i think in my opinion she's living go has to move back home after she's evicted because she can't afford to pay her rent mm-hmm. and she gets this you know hundred thousand dollar a year job at what has to be the worst magazine in the world because yeah. it's all rough white dudes but <laughs> If she was smart, she could have milked that for all it was worth for six or eight months, enough to save up enough money to pay off her all of her credit card debt at once and then quit before she started her company. She shouldn't have started that company with $46,000 in credit card debt. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's tough. It feels like ultimately she probably would have had a very, like, although it would be like spiritually draining she it would seem like it would have been a fairly easy gig because they right. seemed ready to let her do essentially whatever she wanted for like the quote women's column so right. she could have yeah just happily written any old piece of shit and still made a hundred thousand right. dollars a year and she could have like really worked to try to transform that section of the magazine too because i doubt that those guys were gonna read through what she was doing they were just gonna trust based on her reputation at egg woke you know that she was gonna write good content <laughs> yeah exactly um, um yeah i maybe maybe she does she hadn't actually quit that job at that true. point she just talked about wanting to but that would be the smart move would just have been to work at it long enough to paid up all of her debt and maybe saved up a little bit of money for like you know starting your own business yeah before <laughs> yeah instead of just yeah just starting the new business with only one writer yeah <laughs> ryan which well, like She's yeah also her too yeah <laughs> but that's true as well like you'd mentioned earlier like i hope that goes well i i I feel like friends working for friends is troublesome territory. That's true. But it's kind of like, I mean, technically he's working for her, but I feel like it's really, it's going to be them working together more than anything else. He just didn't want to have to manage the website. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would feel a bit wary about working for a friend, but... Maybe. But if you worked well together, which they already knew they did because they'd worked together before. True. True. But you never know. Business might pull out the negative side of you. That's true. You never know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, based on the ending, you know, they seem to, 
have at least some sort of following at that point on their website because she's like asking him about his articles and things like that and pretending to be all like Olivia like (laughs) right (laughs) you're just using a lot of office jargon that I don't understand (laughs) yeah yeah I I'm glad that they introduced Ravi as well I think that he's a good match for for Kim they're cute together I think I did like her with um, Harrison as well. Yeah. The, she was just the really earlier on. <laughs> yeah. She was just too insecure about it all. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, like she's got this guy that she's been sleeping with for 10 years and has known since she was two years old that, you know, kind of on the back burner simmering. So yeah. maybe that also played into why she didn't want things to work out with Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's possible as well. I knew, you know, Diwali's coming up. I'm going to get to see Ravi again pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I I can understand Harrison's reaction, though, because she did get a bit crazed. Which, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is like, this. that's the thing that I don't really quite get that I think people do in real life is these sort of like mind games of like pretending something's not important and then surprise it actually is like you know if, yeah. if you want someone if it's a requirement for you for this person to come to your party that is not actually low-key then right. just say so don't be like oops sorry like it's fine i don't care about birthdays and i think that you know 99 times out of 100 the other person would just prefer you tell them it was important to you know so that they could be there for you kind of thing you know it's not that they they wouldn't be there. They just don't realize that it is important to you because you lied to them. Right, <laughs> exactly. But you know, as with any Netflix show and every person in the world, communication is always an issue. Yeah, and the characters on Netflix shows do not communicate well at all. <laughs> yeah. Dear Netflix show writers, please. <laughs> I mean, I guess like it's such an easy source of conflict between characters right yeah but they need to you know find more development in your writing netflix yeah (laughs) you use the same you know lack of communication um catalyst in every one of your original (laughs) and it's it's yeah it's too much it's too much (sighs) speaking of lack of communication yes erin who oh karen (laughs) Aaron, yeah, Ryan's mother. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the you know, two months of not communicating after their, the way season one ends is with them having this big fight and she basically telling him that she blames him for what, like not having what she wants in life because she had to take care of him kind of thing. And then two months later, they haven't spoken at all. And that's where season two picked up. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough situation to be in because like at the end of season one he'd also essentially had been like part of the breakup right the reason why she broke up with phil yeah i can't remember exactly what happened but yeah he was the reason he didn't like the fact that she was dating anybody and so she so karen like broke up with phil over it yeah and then and I think it's really with Ryan, you know, because Ryan, I think then Ryan changes his mind or something and says, well, yeah, you know, you should have what you want. And she's like, well, I already broke up with him over you kind of thing. Yeah. Too late. Well, but 
I mean, I liked that she had that moment where she went out and made some friends, joined a choir. Like, <laughs> yeah, her character arc in this in this second season is very interesting because it kind of starts off with her in a pretty low place, and yeah. and then it kind of even after she connects reconnects with Ryan gets lower because her mother dies and she has to deal with like all the issues surrounding like her mother being a really shitty mother and. Yeah. And she takes this like solo empowerment trip and kind of realizes that she wants more in life than living, you know, where she lives in California. She wants to find a group of friends to, for her to spend her time with. Yeah. And I think I'm glad that, um, you know, ultimately Ryan realized that that is an important thing because, you know, it got to a point where she was even doubting it herself towards the right. end. Um, but he kind of encourages her to do so. And it, it's like, it's got to be, I'm sure it's got to be very tough for her to, after having taken care of him for his entire life up until like, what, six months ago or whatever. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's true that like, you know, he's an adult, he's doing fine on his own. She needs to be feel free to go out and be her own person, you know? Right. Yeah. He's been living on his own. He can, he can live on his own. She doesn't have to be his caretaker anymore and she can, yeah, find herself finally. There were were a couple things like speaking of their relationship as caretaker and I guess caretakee, um, (laughs) (laughs) caretaken, I don't know. Um, but she, I, I, I understand that, you know, Karen is very much the person who did everything for him. Like she cooked for him all the time. So he didn't really learn how to cook, which is fair because cooking is a difficult task to learn if you don't partake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But there were some things like him not knowing how to sweep a sweep dust into a, um, what is it called? A dust pan. A dust pan. Yeah. I was I'm like, like <sighs> require a lesson. You just, <laughs> the broom towards the pan. <laughs> yeah, so of all the things to be like, why didn't you teach me how to do this? I'm like, well, because no one teaches anyone how to do that. You just kind of put two and two together and you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, there were a few times when she was like, and, and like he seemed to lean into that, though. Yeah. Like he wanted her to teach him how to do these easy things. And I'm like, I don't know. Seems like you should know how to just observe other people doing that in life. Yeah, and know how to do it. Right. And I like how his um at the end to show some more independence, he cooks quote quote by making a really horrible looking sandwich. Oh, like what was even on that? Like broken up cheese and some tomato. <laughs> I think it was like yeah, broken up American cheese, tomato, and like grape poupon mustard, and that was it. But apparently, it was <laughs> terrific. Says Karen. I love it when he's making it, and at that point, you know, you're not really sure what he's making. And he just looks at her, and she's like, "Do you want mustard?" And she's like, uh, uh, "Sure, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess." <laughs> Was it really great poupon mustard too? Oh my god! I think so. It looks like it. <laughs> it's like the strongest mustard. <laughs> oh, what That's a great. sandwich! Uh, great poupon mustard american cheese some tomato and a bit of lettuce <laughs> <laughs> not not even any meat i don't think they're right. i don't remember seeing it i don't either but um <laughs> yeah but you know it was his way of showing that he's um you know he could take care of himself exactly Look at this sandwich he concocted <laughs> yeah 
I also like the ending scene, although it's also ridiculous, but um, where he's talking to Kim on the phone and almost gets hit by a car, but sidesteps it um, as a callback to like when he was hit by the car in the first episode. Right. (laughs) To show that he's like like, gaining independence or whatever. But and, and then like you see like that kind of stereotypical the life flashes before his eyes and you see all these clips from everything that had happened mm-hmm. since yeah he started he had moved out from his mother's house basically in season one and it ends with him like smiling you know thinking about his life so and so was, while still yeah. traipsing down the middle of the road like yeah. <laughs> you'd be less likely to get hit by cars if you walked on the sidewalk yeah. instead of just down the road yep <clears throat> but uh but yeah. So you think there's not going to be a season three? Well, that was kind of, yeah, what I thought initially when I read the episode titles and after I saw the last episode. Now I definitely think that's just how they're yeah. going to end it. Here's where the story ends, kind of. We're not going on. Fair enough. What do you think? I mean, I see how they could, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I could see how they could too. But, you know, they kind of left it open with the creation of that website and stuff. But right. But yeah, I think it was it was good. It was it's a good spot to end if they decide to do so. That's gonna be my guess. Yeah, just, just from the, I know something about the episode title, you know. Yeah, true. I think that this is where they're ending the story. Yeah, that is fair. I guess the only thing that we didn't um, touch on yet is the sort of story with Mark, who Ryan meets at the bar who is the actor who only wants to sleep with him because he's disabled. Yeah. Yeah. That was only in one episode. I think I forgot who that name even belonged to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was an interesting, you know, including like the idea that people who are disabled also have to deal with people who have these fetishes for individuals who are disabled and like how hurtful that can be in the dating world. Yeah. And I like that he ultimately found, you know, with with Henry, of course, the uh, the Crips, as they call themselves. So he was able to sort of air that grievance and like express, you know, the sort of trauma for that. Yeah. And I think that up until he didn't he hadn't talked to anyone about it because he didn't really know how to. There wasn't anybody he had in his life before he joins the this, the Crips um, to who could understand and relate to something like that happening. Yeah. Yeah, I was glad that he found that group of people, even though that's kind of like what starts to come between him and Tanner then is his friendship with the people from the Crips. Yeah, which like there's I can kind of understand to a point some of the things that Tanner was saying in terms of like I, I also agree that you don't have to be you don't have to do everything with someone, even if you're in a relationship with them. However, when you want to just shun an entire part of someone's life that is like so much of who they are, that is overstepping a a bound or two. But yeah, yeah. And it was like, it just, it very much seemed like Tanner just wanted Ryan to leave the Crips kind of thing. He didn't want to. I hated that. I hated that move when he's like, I guess I'll just go get a nightcap by myself. Yeah, I'm like, oh, poor me. Yeah, I was like, fuck off, Matt, man. So I'm glad they broke up. Yeah, he wasn't great. (laughs) Although the scene, their, like, breakup scene is ridiculous. Like, they're on a trip. (laughs) Ridic, 
fabulous. Um, the whole like <laughs> Ryan topping and then a- apparently a bit of poo was left over. Was left over. And Ryan is just like so like grossed out and he is he kind like, of like overly judgy about the whole situation. I found it is like okay. You, you have to expect that if you're going to have anal sex, that at some point that is going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, Ryan is a gay man, so these thoughts have to have crossed his mind by that point, I would have thought. It seems not, yeah. <laughs> He's just experiencing that for the first time. <laughs> but yeah, he was so, like, kind of harsh with him. And I was like, oh, that's that's got to be, like, awkward for old old Tanner. Yeah, I did feel bad for Tanner in that scene because I'm like, wow, Ryan, way to overreact in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, lots of things coupled together, but. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It's pretty much all the big plot. I guess we didn't talk about Tanya, but ugh, who cares? Tanya. Oh, that's um the fiance? No. Tanya was the like weird friend that Karen rediscovers in the, oh, that screaming cool. class. <laughs> yes, yes. That was, yeah. She wasn't great. Who was clearly... Like, like, go ahead. Only there when she needs something. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. She's like clearly just taking advantage of her from day one. And I was like, I yeah. don't know. Hopefully Tanya didn't, you know, move in with Karen permanently. No. Well, if so, she sold the house, so. Well, I mean, like, maybe they moved together someplace else. Oh, hopefully not. No, she tells her tells her to, like, shut that the hell up. up and leave. And I think she tells leave her at one point she, yeah, like, overstayed her welcome and she has to leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is good. Yeah, good for Karen. But, yeah. Um, do you, you said you have some quotes. Oh, I have a lot of quotes. Nice. <laughs> I don't have I, I don't have too many, but I'll alternate while while I have some. All right, I'm just gonna start at the Go. beginning. Go for it. The first one is by Kim. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm doing intermittent fasting, so I have to eat for 16 hours and then fast for eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> like how it works if you're not familiar is the opposite of that. <laughs> Um, in the first episode, too, I liked that Tanner says, as with San Francisco and Rimming, the Straits completely took it over and made it theirs. <laughs> yes. Um, by, by Kim, I love it when carbs act as a vehicle for dairy. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan says, uh, cooking really isn't my journey. <laughs> um, Kim saying, welcome to the fuckboy zoo. Don't touch the animals unless you're wasted. <laughs> I like immediately after that when Karen is like, I think I hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kim says shortly after that, it even smells nice in here. Like privilege fucked some pig in vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's that might be all I have. Keep going. Oh my goodness. I have so much. <laughs> um, maybe I shouldn't read them all. No, do. They're good. All right, so just assume that they're by Kim unless stated otherwise. Okay. <laughs> if if you miss my birthday to have a threesome and then get murdered, I will exploit your death and use it as a building block for my brand. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to just listen to your heart and a little bit of your penis. Yeah. <laughs> um, the brother's fiance, who I don't think I even wrote her name down at any point. Kim's brother's fiance yep. when they're in the bathroom and she opens the door and she's just like, Hey guys. 
are you doing coke in here? God, that whole situation with her brother being like apparently attracted to their mother. And (laughs) (laughs) it's so Uh weird. Yeah, like, and Kim is just like, we don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When Kim says, I know you and Ryan went through some gays gone wild shit, and I just need to confirm that that's over and your intentions with my son are entirely honorable. (laughs) 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 And then when they're outside, her, Kim, her brother, and Revy, and Kim just, like, gets up and, like, walks away after telling them that she's $46,000 in credit card debt. Revy says, she's just going to... Take the joint, I guess. <laughs> yeah. She just walks off carrying it. Um, <laughs> I love it when Karen said, when when texting my friend condolences about her cat dying, I found out that LOL does not mean lots of love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Kim's mom, when she says, oh, come on, I know when you're having sex. I've known about it for the last 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, I like that she has been aware and she's like, I told you, I told your mother in 2012. Yeah. yeah, that was great. And then the last one I'll say is by Ryan. And he says it in an undertone um, at one point. And he's like, oh, honey, I don't believe in straight marriages. <laughs> I like, uh, I found just one more quote that I'll add on to that. And it's from Olivia, who says to Kim, look, I understand oppression, okay? Or maybe it's Ryan. I'm a redhead. And they're just like, wait, what? <laughs> I think it was Ryan. Oh, man. That's it all is, the quotes that I have. Yeah, it is a very quotable, for sure. I could have wrote down so many more by Kim, but I, this was me restraining myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true that sometimes it's like, I found this maybe with some of Ryan's quote, Ryan's uh, dialogue was like, a bit sort of stilted and um, kind of like too, too trying to be too much like the new speak, you know, like okay. being like, you know, I don't know. I found him, I found sometimes the dialogue was like a too unbelievable in that regard, but, okay. but I'm just being critical, I guess. It was still very funny, of course, but That's it's, fair. you know, it's full of those kind of quips. Yeah, I had um, one quote actually by Ryan that I didn't say from the beginning. <laughs> and then it might be more like what you're talking yeah. about when he says, I'm in major dick drought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that seems believable that someone might say. <laughs> I, I just, don't know. I've never said that. <laughs> yeah, I guess like I'm thinking of some of the times where like, for example, when he's talking to his mom at the end, he basically um, quotes TLC's Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. And it's like, I don't think anyone would really do that. You know, he's like, I don't need yeah. to be chasing these waterfalls. I should stick to the river and the lakes like I'm used to. And it's like, I, I don't think people talk like that. But sure. And it's like, oh, what a beautiful metaphor for waterfalls. It is funny, though. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's pretty yeah. much uh, pretty much special season two. Yeah, I definitely recommend the whole series, yeah. uh, both one and season two. I think it's it's a really cute show and very enjoyable to watch. Definitely, um, a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of fun jokes, yes. good dialogue. Yes, and if nothing else, go for Kim because she's <laughs> she's great. <laughs> she is. She is by far my favorite character on the show. <laughs> yeah, same. But yeah, so um, uh, 
thanks for listening if you made it this far um if you want to let us know what you thought about special season two feel free to reach out on twitter at nno podcast or you can send us an email to navigating netflix originals at gmail.com and as always if you have any ideas for shows or movies that are netflix originals that you'd like us to talk about feel free to send them our way indeed until and- next time <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Awkward sign off complete. <laughs>